Throughout this pandemic, there have been countless lives lost and put at risk, crowded protest gatherings, and a presidential election like no other. Starting way back in January, President Donald Trump was informed of the coronavirus outbreak that was currently underway in China, which ultimately reached the U.S. late January. His response? We have it totally under control. By March, the virus was spreading all over the U.S. undetected for weeks, yet Trump was still falsely assuring the public that the cases would go down and waited to declare a state of emergency until March 13th. The stock market was plummeting, case numbers were rising, and the death toll kept increasing, and the United States started experiencing a second peak this fall around the election time. In the midst of the coronavirus pandemic, which continues to worsen, and more on the line than ever before, the 2020 presidential election will forever be historic. How did all of these events leading up to the election impact the views, beliefs, actions, and mindsets of first-time voters? In this episode, we will discuss with University of Michigan students how they felt about this presidential election and what actions they took. Specifically, we spoke to three diverse U of M students who've each had a very different experience to share throughout this pandemic. You talked a lot about the Black Lives Matter movement and like clearly like with this pandemic, there were protests that occurred. You know, how did that impact you at all? Yeah, I went, I'm from a small town, so I, I did participate in my town and my, I'm from Connecticut. And so there was a couple of protests in Connecticut that all of the ones I went to abided by social distancing guidelines. So it was, and everyone was wearing masks. So it was never kind of, it was never really a question for me whether it was safe or not, because everybody was probably less social distance than they should be, but everyone was wearing masks and people in our town were kind of, and like organizers of the protests were kind of facilitating it and making sure that people were being socially distanced. But I like definitely saw protests in like bigger cities, like New York City. I had friends go to that were not social distance at all. But I still, I think it was a really interesting time because it almost felt like the pandemic like kind of froze and everyone just like forgot about it for a second. You told me that you worked at the polls in Ann Arbor, correct? Yeah, it was for Precinct 4-3, I believe, which is the same precinct that I live in. Um, so that's kind of cool that I like would have voted there. I voted um, absentee ballot, but if I had to vote in person, I would have voted at that location. It was my first time voting too, because I turned, um, I, tur- I was 17 at the last presidential election. So now I'm 21 and I could vote for the first time in a presidential election, which is pretty exciting. And it was my first time working the polls as well. So they put us through a Zoom training session before election day. And like the news has been saying this whole time that this election is very like gonna be insane, blah, blah, blah. But the training session, they were going over like what to do if someone is a threat to the polling location, what to do if someone like refuses to do this or refuses to do that. Like you're not allowed to wear any um, campaign materials within hundred feet of the polling location. So there was like our procedures for that, et cetera. But honestly, it was a, like the actual day of election day, completely smooth, no mishaps, no like traumatic events. But I am a public health major, which inherently comes with a lot of politics around this time of the year, especially, especially with um, pandemic going on. But yeah, I, I think democracy is inherent in any subject. So I would say I'm involved. Mm-hmm. 
you <laughs> qualify as an international student, correct? I'm in fact, actually, yeah, from Zimbabwe. So I can't vote here. Um, and because I'm kind of like a citizen in China as well, um, mm-hmm. I can't vote there either. I, I grew up in Zimbabwe and kind of just like the par for the course my entire life was expect things to go wrong. So, I mean, like when it, when I first heard the news of kind of like international students being threatened to, you know, not be able to come back in the country or even, you know, not be able to properly resume their classes, I, I was worried, but I, I, I'd like to say that I, I went off the assumption that something as drastic as this is not going to be met without some kind of pushback. And I lived off of the hope that, you know, there's enough pushback and also, you know, uh, you, you have to be active in the pushback to an extent. Um, it's hard sometimes for international students to have a voice because there's this like constant fear. If I do something, will I get deported? How did the pandemic affect your political views? I'd say it hasn't really affected it. I mean, certainly I've been in recent years following politics more and more. I, I guess that's just a process of growing up. I've always been political, but I've never been as politically oriented as I am now. And I attribute a lot of that to being in quarantine and having had COVID and seeing how poorly our administration has handled this. So I think it's an unforgettable experience, but this has really opened my eyes and made me a lot more of a political person and like someone who really, really thinks that everyone needs to exercise their right to vote. And I do attribute that to quarantine and the pandemic. I definitely think that everything was so social media based throughout the pandemic. Through that, I was able to kind of learn a lot more about issues that I was passionate about. So like, I've never really used social media as somewhere I got my news from. But I think that I found a lot of good sources on social media that I wouldn't have found otherwise. It was something that I was just sitting around doing. And I think that I got a lot of my news from social media and I was able to like engage with different accounts more. So I definitely, if it wasn't in quarantine, I don't think I would have been that in tune to social media and like therefore getting my news from it. I, I would say it hasn't dramatically changed them, if not strengthened my original views. Um, mm-hmm. I think this election this year, I don't know if this is COVID related, but it's made me think more of a non two party system, which was never taught okay. to me in school growing up or anything like that. Um, so it's not something I'm very familiar with at all, but like just the way that things have been happening recently, I'm like, hmm, interesting thought, you know, like it's like something that's coming up more and more, but I don't think that um, COVID has impacted my political views beyond strengthening my already existing views. Did your opinions change coming back to school? It was pretty refreshing to come back to campus. Like I'd been living with my mom and my sister and we, while we do share really similar political views, like it was so nice to come back to campus and to like talk to my roommates, my friends who like have not differing political views, but like have like no, have like different sorts of information. And like we could discuss and I could hear like different perspectives on certain issues and like things that I wasn't aware of or things like just things that I didn't really know. It was hard to get that kind of information from my sister, my mom, and we'd inspire. So I think it was really refreshing to be surrounded by a bunch of people my age who also are passionate about the same issues as me, but like, and I could learn from them and they could learn from me. So, and I think it probably made me more, I mean, I was always really passionate about voting, but it made me even more passionate about the issues that I already stand for, so. 
even though I'm not the most political person, you know, I'm surrounded by people who are, and um, it's almost hard not to be kind of like, I wouldn't say entangled, that's not the right word, but kind of just like engaged in kind of like everything that's happening, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. we, we had our little watch parties, we had our little kind of just like nights where we would sit and watch kind of like the real results come through and it was, it was very, very interesting. I don't think it really did because I think I surround myself with the same people whether I'm here or at home, which is maybe toxic because I don't get like an outside <laughs> perspective, but like also at the same time, I think um, I share a common political view with many of the, the students on this campus. So like, I don't think I'm, I'm missing that much. I, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it changed my, my views in any, in any way. What factors influenced your political and your personal views? I mean, there's there's so many other factors that also influenced it, but one of the main issues was definitely the pandemic. I think that it's been such, I mean, obviously it's been like a horrible time in our country and in the world. And I think that it was really important to me to elect a president that could, that would like could get us on track to getting better and like healing our country. So yeah, I mean, amongst other issues, I think the pandemic was definitely one of the top like the top reasons I elected who I did. I've come to I've come to arrive at like my own personal views through a combination of you know um, just like the resources that I had available to me, the resources that I like to follow, as well as kind of just like hearing the opinions of my friends, hearing the opinions of people who vote Democrat or people who vote Republican, and kind of just like um, arriving at my and I try very hard to do this, and I, I kind of just like my goal has always been to you know arrive at my own opinion but um, not to also shoot down the opinions of others because, you know, there's value in like listening. I think what's important at the end of the day is just critical thinking to kind of just like, you know, take what you've learned, take what you've heard and kind of just like form, form, form your own thoughts, you know, and go by what you think is right. I think my parents have like founded my political beliefs in the beginning, but I think being around people our age is definitely a big difference. And I think that, um, like I said, like my friends and I have very similar political beliefs, even if we differ on some things, like we have a very similar basis. And I don't think all of our parents have the same political beliefs, you know? So like definitely learned my basis from my parents, but I think we've all come from different backgrounds and like um, still have very similar political beliefs some, or, or in some regards and somehow um, in different spaces, I guess. How do you think the US is handling COVID? We have very poorly mismanaged, hugely mismanaged. Like we don't even deserve to be ranked. A lot of things could have been done better. Uh, I'll be honest there. Seeing his administration handle everything with COVID so poorly, just like really, I think not just myself, but I think like in our country kind of lit a fire under people's bellies and like myself included. And it made me like very passionate about electing a president who could, would handle this, seeing so many people die and so many people affected by the virus, like I, I was very passionate about electing a president who I think is capable of handling this and is capable of getting it under control. Like the, my assumption, like when this entire pandemic first started was, oh, it'll probably be over by August if they play the cards right, if like the states cooperate, if people just like quarantine properly and things, and the virus is contained before it gets to a point where it can't be contained. That never happened, you know? And I think like that was the greatest that was the greatest failure, I'd say, in, in the system, in that, you know, it's gotten to a point where um, 
the problem wasn't solved quick enough and it's gotten to a point where people in the country naturally i mean naturally are fatigued by the pandemic mm-hmm. you know you can only you can only live um in fear for so long before it becomes the norm and then suddenly you know you're no longer fearful because that that's just the norm and yeah i'd say that and it's problematic because um it's hard for it's hard for now the government to impose any sort of restrictions because people are like oh well you know it's been like how how long is this going to go on for and like we tried this once is it going to work again and it didn't work the first time like uh, a civilized country and like first world civilized country like we have done absolutely nothing to prevent the insane amount of deaths that we've experienced and okay not absolutely nothing that's very dramatic but <laughs> not done enough we have not done nearly enough to prevent um the occurrences that have happened in this country so were you shocked at how close the election was and how was the election day and night for you I was shocked and a little disheartened. I thought I thought it was going to be a landslide. It seemed that like there was we've been through four years of kind of of a president who perpetuates racism, like misogyny, homophobia, sexism, amongst other things. And like I thought that people kind of would have woken up to this and like more people would have voted for Biden. But unfortunately, that did not happen. And I think that that's like very reflective of how our country really has a lot of work to do. And like Joe Biden being president is definitely a step in the right direction, but it's in no way a big enough step. Like there's so much work that we still have to do from here on out. No, this was in fact my first ever elections here in the United States. And gotta say, it's quite a surreal experience. And I'd say the weight, it's that, that's something that, you know, that's something that surprised me is, um, I mean, it makes sense. You can't just count all these votes overnight. Um, but just like, I never expected to also be so kind of like enthralled in the whole process and like yeah. be so nervous about like the results as each and every single state like turns from one color to the other. And that was that was definitely something that was very interesting. I don't think um, anything dramatically huge happened, but I will say it was very stressful. Like when each state, you know, was counting votes and this state went this color, this thing is might go this color, you know, like that was very stressful, even even though I was expecting not to have um, outcome on election night. Thanks so much to Dara, Shao, and Claire for talking with us for this episode of Democracy Unmuted. This episode has been brought to you by Ali Shulkin, Christine Hughes, and our lovely radio instructor professional, T. Hetzel. Thanks for choosing us, and we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.